If you are watching, joining us now, he slides in on the Harbor One hotline. Of course, we got him up on the old Twitch stream as well. Pete Blackburn of Bally Sports. And uh, you can follow Pete on Twitter at Pete Blackburn, who, uh, for those of you watching on Twitch, he's got the uh, assorted, this time it's the assorted hanger of what looks like either uh, recent dry cleaning or lots of hockey jerseys, but sweaters. There you go. Sweaters. sweaters. Sorry, I forgot. Shime is wearing a sweater today. My yeah. apologies to the hockey world. But Pete, I know you were active on uh, the Twitter account last night. You wanted them to go to Swayman, number one. A, what were you feeling at that time? And then now that we've had 12 hours to digest all of this, what do you make of the move Cassidy made last night in getting Rask out of there? Yeah, I'm a huge Tuca defender, and last night I wanted them to go to Swayman just because you know it was clear that Tuca wasn't playing his best game, and I don't think that he was necessarily the problem, but he wasn't the solution last night either. And they needed something to really kind of kick kick everybody else in the butt a little bit. And I think that sometimes the move is to swap out the goalie, even if he's not the biggest problem, because he's the one guy you can pull and send a message to the other guys and sort of get them uh, rallied. And especially when the, the guy behind them is a rookie and it's his first playoff game, kind of makes them tighten up a little bit. Of course, you know, hindsight's twenty twenty, and that didn't exactly happen with the goal early in the third period once they put in Swayman. But uh, you know, where I'm at right now, I mean, I think it's Tuka's net still. Uh, you know, we didn't see enough from Swayman last night to to warrant him being the guy moving forward. And I think for the the large sample that we have of what we've seen from Tuka in these playoffs so far, he's been really good. He's been really solid. I think last night was maybe one of the first nights where you can say, all right, he was he was not helping this team's cause. So, you know, I'm I'm more comfortable moving forward with Tuca in game six than I am with Swayman. Who else stood out to you last night as having a uh, a below average performance? Uh, I mean, there's there's several guys, and I think that a lot of them are familiar names. Sean Corrali, Chris Wagner. Uh, I think Mike Riley had a really, really tough game last night. And, you know, I think that losing Curtis Lazar is if he can't go in game six, that might be a problem because he's been the only good part of the Bruins fourth line for most of these playoffs. And I, I think Corrali's got to come out. It's it's how much more do you need to see? He's been really, really, really bad. And so, uh, you know, it, it's too many familiar names. And I've been saying this for the past couple of weeks. I think that they have too many guys at the bottom of the roster that they can't trust. And those guys are, are chief among those names. And, you know, obviously the injuries and stuff don't help, but there are too many guys at the bottom of the roster that, that you can't trust. And that's going to hurt them, especially going up a team like the up against a team like the Islanders that is really deep and rolls four lines. And, you know, they play tough no matter how good the opponent is. Pete Blackburn of Bally Sports here with Gresham Keefe talking Bruins here on WEI and the WEI Sports Radio Network. I know Brandon Carlo was out. I love Kevin Miller, but you can't count on the guy. Is it as simple, Pete, as missing those two guys having that big an impact on the Bruins defensively, or is there more going on in your opinion? I mean, I think that those two guys really, really hurt them last night. I think it was as noticeable uh, an absence as they've had in these playoffs so far, especially on the the penalty kill. Uh, You know, I think if the penalty kill puts a a half-decent game together, the Bruins win that game. I just the, the 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 penalties, and you can complain about officiating all you want. I think the officiating was really soft. I think it was uh, a pretty brutally called game. 
But at some point, you have to get those kills. And to allow three goals on three shots in the first three penalties, it's not, it's unacceptable, especially for a, for a club that was ranked second in PK this year. And so I think that losing those two guys was really noticeable last night. But, you know, you, you have to figure it out. What do you think of Bruce Cassidy's approach in the postgame? He got fined $25,000 today, but really kind of, you know, criticizing the Islanders and for what they're trying to get across, also going after the uh, the officials. And so, so what do you think of the approach, and do you think it'll pay off? Uh, I think it was a little misdirected, honestly. Like, he was blaming the Islanders, saying that, you know, the Islander, the uh, New York Saints or whatever. Like, yeah. I don't hold any of that against the Islanders. They didn't make the calls. The, the officiating has been god-awful this entire postseason the past two postseasons it's become a story in almost every series and you know it's not me complaining like oh the Bruins are getting screwed because the, the officiating is is bad for every team and it's just a case of the officials not doing their job correctly and trying to micromanage games and, and quote-unquote game management and things like that I think the Bruins obviously came out on the wrong side of it last night but uh you know if I'm Bruce Cassidy I think last night I would have directed it at, it more towards the officials and less towards the Islanders. Um, but, you know, he's done that the past two games, so it clearly didn't work the other after the other night. So, you know, sometimes you see it kind of get in the officials' heads and, and you know, make them change their approach. Craig Ruby will tell you that after what he did to the Stanley Cup Finals a couple of years ago. Um, but, you know, I, I don't know. It, how, many, how many bullets are you going to be able to use if you're Bruce Cassidy when it comes to that stuff? Pete Blackburn talking hockey with Gresh and Keith. You could find Pete's podcast with DJ Bean. It is the Brunch Podcast. Just search it in your phone, and I'm sure that it'll pop up, and you can check out what Pete and DJ have been talking about. Pete, on your Twitter last night, I know you mentioned Bruins lose 5-4 in an incredibly frustrating game. From the Bruins' standpoint, what was the number one frustration for you in evaluating the Bees? Uh, I mean, I guess just the fact that they dominated at five on five and just didn't didn't get a lot to show for it. I mean, they did eventually, but at that at that point, to fall behind by three goals when you're dominating at five on five is is as frustrating as it comes, especially when the penalties that the that the Islanders are getting some of them are gifts and some of those gifts turn into goals. It's like a team that is playing getting that outplayed at five on five. Uh, and getting those opportunities gift, gifted to them is really, really frustrating. But I also think that it's sort of a microcosm of, of the style that the Islanders play. They're not going to be the better team a lot of the time at five on five, and they're not going to look amazing on paper, but they are the, like the biggest bend-don't-break team that exists in the NHL, and they are extremely good on the counterattack and taking advantage of the things that are given to them. And I think that, you know, the officials gave them things, the Bruins gave them things, and they took advantage of pretty much everything that, that was was gifted to them. I saw on Twitter last night a lot of people responding after, you know, Tenorti did not play very well. Obviously, a game where Carlo doesn't play at all, and, oh, Char should have been back. They should have had Char. No. Why, why what did Sweeney do without bringing Char back? Where I thought, like, I don't know how much better Chara really would have been. And, Pete, I don't know where you where you stand on it. I like the approach this season of going with the young guys. I just think they had so many injuries that, yeah, of course they could have used Chara over some of these guys that are playing now, but you didn't know that they were all going to get hurt. And I also don't think it's Chara from five years ago where he would have had this this great improvement back there. I mean, I don't think that you – I think it's unfair to expect him to be Chara from five years ago. Heading into this year, I, I was on team keep Chara for sure just based off of – the price he was 
essentially free, playing for the minimum, a veteran minimum. And I don't think that you're going to find that stability for that price tag in anybody else. And he obviously wanted to stay here if he was going to be able to 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 play on a consistent basis. And, you know, I think that if you put him on the third line, then that's where he should be. And, you know, you're going to find I think that's where. They could really use him right now in, in terms of having that stability on the back end. You obviously don't want him to be uh, first pairing, second pairing, but if he's on the bottom end of your roster, and again, it goes back to me, there, there's too many too many guys on the bottom end of the roster that you cannot trust. Zidane Chara might not be the guy that he was five years ago, but he's a guy that you can trust uh, just in terms of, of providing that stability and providing you know sensible uh, sensible playmaking, you know, it allows you to take a guy like Lozon out of the lineup when he has a, a poor game and you swap in, uh, you know, a few other pieces and it just gives you some lineup choices that they don't have anymore because they have guys that are just, you know, they're playing every guy that they basically can at this point. Pete, do the Islanders have to knock out the Bruins at home in game six? No. I mean, we've seen the Bruins lose big games at home in Game Sevens before, haven't we? I mean, it's it's you know, I don't think it's a it's a it's a, a must win tomorrow. Obviously, you would like to, but uh, for a team like the Islanders, again, where it's it seems like they are they're going to get outplayed. It's just a matter of whether they're not they're going to get the breaks. And in a Game Seven, it's very unpredictable. Uh, I mean, the Bruins. It's very, it's a very weird feeling as a Bruins guy heading into Game Six because you don't know where to land. Games, you can feel good about what happened last night in terms of their ability to dictate play, and they were the better team. And maybe if they get, uh, you know, a few more breaks in their direction, via the officiating or whatever, or maybe they get a few more saves, then they win that game. But it's, you know. It, Again, I think that a lot of the problems that popped up last night are recurring problems. It's not a one-night thing for the Bruins. So, you know, they it's it's a weird situation. I still very much believe that the Bruins can win this series, but I also think that the Islanders are good enough to beat them too. And you already mentioned you would sit Sean Corrale, I assume, at some point. I mean, obviously injury is going to factor in with Lazar and even on the back end with Carlo, but Jake DeBrusque was a healthy scratch in game five, he's been a healthy scratch a bunch of times this season, and I don't know if that has really worked. But you throw him back in there and and, and hope for the best, I guess. Or what, what do you do? Yeah, I would put DeBrus back in. I would. Uh, I, I want to see Trent Frederick. Uh, you know, I think that he's a guy for the way that the style that he plays, and you know, I think it's time to maybe take some chances. And and he's a guy that can provide energy, and at the very least. It can't get much worse, can it? No, <laughs> at the bottom of at the group. bottom no. of the lineup. No. So uh, I think you take a chance and uh, you hope that whatever Lazar suffered last night isn't super serious. Um, but the the bottom end of that roster really, really needs a spark. Those puke Canadians ended up winning their series, <laughs> winning the Canada Cup. Now they're going to face either Vegas or Colorado. I know the Bruins have to hold up their end, but I don't know what would have been the. What would have been the bigger surprise that Montreal made it further than Boston? Like, Pete, I'm holding out for the modern-day dream of dreams to see the Bees play the Habs in a cup final like in, in yesteryear. Yeah, I mean, even if the Bruins do get through uh, to the Final Four, I think the chances of Montreal getting to the Stanley Cup final are very slim. Mm. Uh, you know, there's a, a very strong drop-off between what you see in the Winnipeg Jets and what you'll see in uh, the Colorado Avalanche 
or uh, or the Golden Knights. And I think that Montreal's best chance is for uh, for that series to kind of just those two teams to beat the hell out of each other and then be a, a corpse of themselves going up against Montreal in that Final Four matchup. So I wouldn't hold your breath on a uh, on a Bruins-Habs final, as uh, as ideal and amazing as that sounds. It's, it's looking pretty unlikely on both ends at this point. I'm sure NBC's yeah. getting fired up for Denver and Tampa, uh, essentially, yep. in the uh, in it the old be. cup finals. They yeah. they take Boston-Montreal in a heartbeat. Pete Blackburn of Bally Sports NHL's coverage. And uh, you can get Pete on Twitter, at Pete Blackburn. And, of course, the Brunch Podcast with DJ Bean. Pete, good stuff, man. Thanks a bunch. We'll talk next week. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. Hopefully, Thanks, we Pete. got something to talk about oh, with the Bruins. Say, let's that, uh, let's yeah, hope there's another series. Well, that it isn't with Pete. Okay, let's put it to bed. Is Rask yeah. on? All this stuff. 